0: Going to throw here to Parker at the 20, at the 15, at the 10, at the 5, he is almost... He got a touchdown! He got a touchdown! He got a touchdown! He got a touchdown! He got it in! He got it in! He got it in!
1: Oh, doctor! Howdy, guys. Welcome back to the Red Ass Podcast. It is Monday, September 25th. I am one day older, one year older, one year wiser, I think anything is possible but my name's Rob white class of 14.
0: well and I'm still way older Roy May class of 15. <laughs> <laughs> not that you could tell by our class years but
1: no not at all but yeah no uh for those unaware yeah yesterday was my 32nd birthday which is God it just it gets to that point where you're starting to realize oh well they just keep going up
0: <laughs> yeah there's there's generally no uh no backtracking when it comes
1: to that. No, and now at this point, um, with this graduating class, I'll be ten years removed from college, which is just—I want to know what the heck happened to all that time. I don't know where life, I'm at. man, life <laughs> happened. Yeah,
0: yeah, but it's not all bad, you know. Getting older isn't necessarily a bad thing.
1: No, not at all. Uh, I would say I've—I've I've grown throughout my experiences for sure. I've gotten a lot uh more under my belt and I've got to really experience some cool places and be around some cool people and see a lot of cool stuff um plenty of other things too but you know for for where I'm at at the age of 32 I'm not going to complain and you know I'm here with you I'm ready to be on this podcast today I'm excited it's a good monday
0: yeah I, generally an okay weekend sports wise just depending on kind of who you root for I mean obviously if, very AM centric for football was good. Um, we had some stumbles in some other sports, but uh, but obviously, you know, came away out of the football game in, in a really positive, good light. There's still plenty of things to address, and we'll get to that. If you're a Cowboys fan, you saw the Cowboys go do what they always do against Arizona, because Arizona is apparently the Cowboys bogey team, and they just can't seem to beat them no matter how good they are. Because after the first two weeks, I don't think there were a whole lot of people not thinking that the Cowboys probably weren't the best Cowboys they'd seen in a long, long time.
1: I would definitely uh, argue that. I would say the Cowboys up to this point had definitely looked the part. Just something goofy about Arizona, man. It's it's I don't
0: as long as I can remember, Arizona's a problem team for the Cowboys. So, but whatever, my fantasy team did well. Uh we saw we saw one of uh one of our favorite favorite players in recent history have literally a historic day with A-Chain, well, in the entire Dolphins team by the, by the way. Yeah. Um like where where are you this morning like where are you at this morning if you're a Broncos fan like your team just gave up 70 points like this yeah. wasn't an out of conference like SEC Mac game
1: no which that's so insane cuz you know we had this conversation on the podcast not just a couple of days ago where all these teams are on a certain level mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like this is not like these are all professionals these are all guys getting paid to do this professionally in the real world and you allowed 70 points you allowed this was like literally johnny Manziel era going on to play you know south carolina state you know just dunking on them every chance you possibly can we just saw that between well, professional adults
0: well, but like on the flip side like the cowboys cardinals game is a perfect example that they're all professionals right very true. So, so maybe only the Broncos are not full of professionals. Maybe that's, <laughs> yeah. maybe that's the problem. Um,
1: hey, you know, my, my little brother, he's a big Broncos fan. So, yeah, I've never really given them too much uh, hassle. But my mom's a big Bron- uh is a big Dolphins fan. So, needless to say, she was having a great day yesterday.
0: Yeah, and, of course, myself, like everyone else in the free world, I had him on my bench. Um, yeah, you know. I- well, he's my handcuff as well. Like I also had yeah. mustard mustard had himself quite a day as well. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, you no, know, I was thrilled to see that thrilled to see him basically show everybody what we already knew. Like yeah. I mean, That's really, that's really all that was. It was, a, we knew, we was knew he very, was going to be special. We knew he was going to be dynamic and it didn't matter that it was going to be at the NFL level. He has world-class speed. Oh, and by the way, he's not just kind of a, he's not a speed guy. He shakes tackles. He breaks tackles. Um, so he was, boy. Well, he was on full display yesterday for the world to see, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, he definitely, Uh, you know, people call it, you know, a coming out party. That was certainly the case for um, Devon A. Chain yesterday. I was Rich. very impressed. I was very excited to see him finally show off because we've all known here in College Station that he is a special talent. And it's unfortunate. That we could not elevate him to a certain level while he was here, but we appreciate the fact that he can now. And I'm very excited for him. Uh, on another NFL front, something I thought was really wild uh, looking at Miles Garrett going off, you know, having three and a half sacks against Ryan Tannehill. We had Aggie on Aggie violence taking place yesterday.
0: Well, I can tell you that Miles <clears throat> Miles Garrett doesn't care where you go to school, but I tell you one thing he will do is just make you look stupid. Because at this point, like I get it's a game for all of them, right? It is a game. It's a profession, but it's still a game. Yeah. Like it's it's literally just a game to him at this point. Like just running back and forth, causing causing a delay a game because they have two tight ends shifting to try and block him.
1: It's just that's I, how you wonder, know that's how you know you command the field.
0: I wonder how much time he allots every week, like on his Google calendar, to like, how can I screw with them this week?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, it's almost like he's having to make it interesting because
1: it's not hard enough. Right? And (laughs) Well, and I love the people that always used to describe Miles because they would say he bends like a cat because he does have this kind of way where he can just work around defenders and work through them and it's something he's very good about. He's just a freakish talent. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's all there is to it. All there is to it. I mean, he even is. it's so funny looking at pictures of him back in high school when he was just infinitely bigger than everybody.
0: He was and, bigger than a lot of college football players when he was in high school.
1: Yeah. And that just maintained. And he's definitely one of those alums for Aggies that will, you know, kind of, Fall in line with the likes of Dak Press, uh, with, no, with like Win, and mm. you know, those type of Vaughan. classic players, yes, Von Miller, of course, yeah. and these NFL legends from AM. So, pretty exciting, uh, day all around for Aggies in the NFL. But let's talk about our current Aggies. Uh, let's we got, get, we got yeah. one more Aggie in the NFL going tonight, and yeah. he's on my roster, and I need a couple of catches
0: from him. <laughs> I don't need a ton, no, just but it's just Mike Evans, so I know I'm going to get something. Right,
1: and yeah, you're playing the Eagles. she will probably
0: fun. go like six for 82 and a touchdown, something like that. Yeah, go, go have some fun. Should just be like fun. standard day at the office, just la-la-la. Mike Evans out there putting up 1,000-yard seasons. That's
1: what he does. Fact. <laughs> so, AM auburn exciting, fun game. Uh, Started off a little slow. Uh, yeah, let's just go ahead and jump into it.
0: Well, yeah, obviously started off a little slow. I mean, when it's 6 3 at the half, I think the only people excited about that was probably Auburn. Um, yeah. So you go in the half, 6 3, but you see some things that you like. Um, I mean, boy, you only gave up three points. So, you know, speaking from the defensive side of the ball, you saw some things you liked. Mm-hmm. Um, you're up 6 3 and up 14 to 3 because you can't stop committing penalties, very cowboy esque. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and, and unfortunately, you know, Wigman goes down and every Aggie on the planet goes, here we go again, you know. Um, but then, you know, Max Johnson came in and I thought the way they worked him into the game flow and kind of gave him confidence and got him going. Um, I mean, obviously it showed later on in the game, uh, you know, I, and I know that the 2710 isn't maybe a number that we all wanted to land on, um, but uh I think i said something i wasn't on here i was talking to somebody else i think i said something like 37 17 so you know the margin of victory wasn't that far off from what i was thinking um sure. just auburn can't move the ball uh no. but um and, you know you you double the spread what spread was seven and a half something like that so you, yeah. you, know, you yeah. double the spread there's a lot to 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 love about what we saw um especially defensively getting after the ball um you know, Torrey York obviously a bit of you talk about a coming out party. He had a bit of one. You have uh, what 11 tackles and a half sack. Yeah. Um, Edgar and Cooper having a great game, had a couple of sacks. Um, Russell had a sack. Uh, so you love seeing those numbers because that's the one thing I, I feel like we've all been asking more of is sacks, right? Like, right, we're not getting any pressure on the quarterback. What's going on? And then, you know, an SEC team, although they may, Auburn may be the worst in the West. Um, but still like you were able to keep focus and, and get after the quarterback, um, you know, put consistent pressure on, there's still some guys running wide open here and there, but I, I thought we saw improvement
1: and improvements, what I want to see every week. Right. Well, and that's the one thing we've always said, you know, just if we are continually improving from week to week, eventually we will get to the point where everything is just Gucci and rocking and rolling. Well,
0: we'll get to We'll get to where we want to be
1: yeah, We'll get to where we need to be, and um, you know, one stat that really stuck out to me. Um, and let me make sure I had it right, but I'm pretty sure if if I'm reading this correctly, Auburn left this game with 56 yards of passing, yeah, that 200 yards total. Like, as that's a team. it. And you know, I, I don't know if this was just all the external pressure of people saying, like, hey. We need to see something out of this defense. I don't know if it was internal. It could have been any number of things. But all I know for sure is I was really happy with the effort that I saw defensively. And I, how many total sacks did we end up running away with? Was it uh, seven? seven? Yeah, seven, we had sa- seven
0: sacks. Seven sacks.
1: I mean, just very impressive game defensively all around. And um you know, it you don't allow a single def- uh, defensive touchdown like on the defensive side of the ball. It all came from yeah you know, unfortunately strip but overall i mean not much to complain about with our effort Just
0: yeah defensively and point. offensively you have to keep in mind that um you had a quarterback change in the middle of the game and an unscripted quarterback change um yeah. so you you were dealing with that uh, i i liked how the running back stepped up we weren't that far off from having two 100-yard rushers Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked what I saw. Um, really from all of them. And I know Ruben Moss didn't have a massive day, but I just seeing little glimpses of him, you know, over the last couple of games. Yeah. I think he's he's just as exciting as the other two. And I I think between the three of them you really have the full kind of spectrum of of dynamic that you want out of your running backs, you know, between bruisers and and and, mm-hmm. and sweep speed and dynamic and shifty and 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 I think they all kind of, you know, between the three of them, they cover a, a you know a three circle Venn diagram. Where in the middle is you know you, you, basically the writing game you want. You know has all these attributes. And between the three of them, I think I think we have all of that. Um, you know, still some issues with the offensive line. Sure. I, I just when you're, I mean, four games in and you still having false start issues. Um, and and I'll, I'll I'll forgive one or two of those um, when it comes to changing your quarterback. Cause it is just a different cadence. So we'll, you know, you kind of want to forgive some of that stuff, but at the same time, that's one of the just biggest easiest mental mistakes to avoid is literally the snap count. Yep. Um, so there's still com- some concern. There is there's concern not finishing drives. Um, yeah. Cause there's going to come games where you can't trade those four points. You can't, you can't spend a seven down to a three and expect, you know, expect you, know, you play a first half like that against some of these other teams and you're in a hole that you may not be able to get out of, um at least offensively, you know, defensively, you know, you held them to three points. So, you know, if you can maintain, and really they held them to three points the whole game. Yeah. You know, because like you said, their one score came defensively on really a really stupid, super goofy play. Um, yeah. But again, ball security, right? I mean, yeah. But not that it was, uh, I mean, he didn't, you know, just like flat drop it. Like we've literally seen people as they're running down the field, they lose the ball, which is always the funniest thing to me on the planet. Like no contact and the ball starts squirting out. I mean, they put a lick on him, but you also got to know when it's time to hunker down with both arms. And again, I'm not, I'm I'm not putting all the onus on him, but just, you know, sometimes turnovers happen. The best players, you know, Barry Sanders fumbled the ball. Okay. So (laughs) it happens. uh, It's part of the game. Yeah. So it, it happens, but you know, it's, it's also a good learning, learning lesson. Um, uh, but I, I loved what I saw out of the defense as far as, um, just progression. You know, if, if we're improving, then I can deal with it. Yeah. You know, if, if we play a better game because the opponent's worse, that doesn't do much for me, but I thought I saw drastic improvement. Um, and also out of the booth, you're for, or no, he coaches down from the sideline, doesn't he? But Out, out of, out of the, the game plan and the coordination, um, and and on the flip side of that, I think I mentioned it, but there's a lot to be said for for Petrino having to change quarterbacks and being able to make that as seamless as possible mm-hmm. in the middle of it in, in the middle of a game that you know at the point was obviously still kind of at a tipping point to an extent.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, you're sitting in a three-point game coming out of the half, and you have a brand new quarterback taking the field in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, A lot of things were up in the air on the whole deal. So it was very, very crucial for us to come out the gate and show what we could do. And honestly, uh, hats off to Max Johnson uh, as far as his effort in this game. You Oh, gosh, 100%. One of my favorite – I mean, probably one of my favorite A&M touchdown passes in the last several seasons happened during that game that just – perfect pass i i I love the quote which is you know there's no defense for a perfect pass which is i think a peyton manning quote but there was a perfect pass to evan stewart in the end zone right between two defenders in the slot that's
0: that's dropping it in the bucket because you know he had he had his defender beat to the inside which is what max saw to throw yeah um and i would hope and i'm sure max did see the other safety up high yeah, uh, but he, he was basically able to squeeze that into what is an incredibly small window. Mm-hmm. So very uh very Wegman-esque in kind of how we were talking last week about him throwing in tight windows. Um, but the third quarters are where you just kind of come out and, and you put it away. Yeah, you, know, you in the first one, honestly, you know, him throwing to his brother Max. Um, I mean, one, what a fun story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but two, you come right out, you make a statement, um, you make a stop, you get the ball, you make a statement, you score. Um, and th- three minutes later, you score again. You so mm-hmm. this, you know, three minutes of game clock, which is still like 45 minutes of real time life because of commercials. Um, or uh, yeah, but uh, I honestly, even even after 13 points, I felt like we were good. Like, and I know that's weird, but I, I felt I know we we're only up, I know you're we only up 10 at the time, but I, I felt like what I had seen out of Auburn in the first half made me think that maybe you had just kind of put the game away. Now I'm glad obviously they continue to to um, you know to move the ball and, and score again. And, and so you put up 14 points you know in the third quarter. And at that point you're feeling feeling pretty good. Um you know and then you have the the fluke fumble and and the uh and the return and then you know our our fumble our scoop and score that I called back which I don't know that I still necessarily agree with. I I don't care that it was a forward pass. I care that he made a football related move and had possession and lost it. That's um,
1: exactly the argument that I had because people, it was a because it was a forward pass. <laughs> yeah, it was a forward pass, which I won't argue that. I think it was a forward pass. I think mm-hmm. the issue was he catches the ball and makes that quote unquote football, football move up to you, yep. and then gets stripped of the ball. That's the yeah. way I think it should have been called. But that's the difference between this game being twenty-seven to ten and thirty-four to ten potentially. Right. You know, but,
0: so, but they but they scooped that, and you're um, you know, like, there's some concern right? Yeah. Cause all of a sudden it's down 10 points and do they have any momentum? Cause defensive scores, like uh, that's scooping scores. One of the easiest where a pick six, one of the mm-hmm. easiest ways to gain momentum. Yeah. yeah it's such, it's such a, a, a balanced flip flop of momentum because you have the ball you're driving. All of a sudden they put up seven points, mm-hmm. you know, and you're Auburn, you're down in a hole, you're down to 20, 20 to three. And all of a sudden you have life. So it could have been, it could have gone really poorly to be honest. And you know our ability to not let it affect us, um, uh, and then you know eventually you shut it down with four minutes left, and you know Olivia Moss punches it in, and mm-hmm. everybody breathes a big sigh of relief, and you know that with four minutes left, it' not a college offense in the world that can that can put up seventeen points.
1: No, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll definitely say that um, I thoroughly. It reminded me of the game against LSU back in 2020. It was like, it wasn't the greatest offensive performance, but at the same time, you weren't worried about it because you knew the defense had it. They just were on top of their game the yeah. whole day so it was like well you know we've got 20 points 20 points is gonna win this game it'd be nice to have seven more would be nice yeah. to have 14 more
0: but yeah we were we were all sitting there going maybe our defense can create one turnover and, and you know just flip the field and we can kind of put this away uh yeah. or you know as opposed to sitting there going man i hope we don't turn the ball over yeah you know kind of thing so it was yeah it's a different approach when your defense is clicking on a few more cylinders you know than than normal and i thought I was happy with it, man. It's, it's a 17 point win in the SEC. Right? And I think there's, there's plenty to to pick at and break down. And, and that's why position coaches have film room and that's their mm-hmm. job to do it. Um, there's, there's some concerning uh, lingering issues um, with the offensive line, but it's not anything that can't get fixed. Yeah. That's the thing. Like the, like a lot of the things that I want to see fixed are just simple, like, stay locked in mentally, and generally you'll fix most of these issues. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't a – it's not a scheme thing on on the offensive side of the ball at all. Um, So, it, you know, you want to continue to see some progress, and that leads us kind of into the Arkansas game, right?
1: Yeah, very true. Um, uh, rolling into Arkansas.
0: Well, and obviously this game is always way more exciting than it needs to be.
1: You know, like, th- that's the one trope about it that I think we all can universally agree is, can we just have a good, casual, relatively easy win? We've pretty much got it in the bag by the third quarter, and no stress.
0: Well, we've proven that when it's on <laughs> campus, we can do that. Because we sure in Fayetteville and we smoked in the Kyle Field. Yeah,
1: yeah twice. Um, yeah, twice at Kyle yeah.
0: Field. But it's... Yeah, I mean everybody's ready for this to to get back on campus. Um so yeah. this is an interesting game because I don't know how much of the LSU Arkansas game you saw. Um
1: I I got I went back and watched highlights uh yesterday uh, just kind of leading up to this and yeah, it was a bit of a dogfight. It was
0: a dogfight and uh, and I didn't actually really flip it over uh I want to say gosh, it, it might have been end of the third, maybe fourth quarter. So yeah. I kind of caught when things. I mean, it was a dogfight the whole whole game, but, um, you know when things really were getting interesting. Um, and KJ Jefferson's just so good. I said it before, and I'll say it again. He's, he's such a good quarterback on such a blah team. Um, yeah, Arkansas's got problems, man. They do, and and I don't. And the only thing I don't know is, did Arkansas play way above their level, or? Is LSU did they just play down or so it's it's kind of one of those things where again I still don't think we have quite enough um you know data points basically to um to note because I I don't know. I mean I, I what a great game, right? it's incredibly like entertaining if you don't have a dog in the
1: fight. Oh, no doubt. And uh, certainly coming into that game, I think that was our opportunity as fans to really get a good little gauge, maybe, of what Arkansas looks like, obviously against tougher competition than what they saw, I'm sure, in in non-conference play. Well,
0: and we all saw, with our own eyes, LSU play Florida State and until about midway through the third, late in the third. I mean, that was still a game, and then Florida State kind of decided to step on LSU's neck and, and end it. Yeah. And then you see Florida State now, and you're like, are they good, are they not? They're playing close games with teams that we don't think are any good. So... If if there was one word that right now like you just had to use and it's one of the absolute buzzwords in the history of sports, it's parody, right? Parody. Yeah. Um, you know, has has the transfer portal opened up some schools to get players that otherwise they wouldn't well, transfer portal and NIL. You know, open them up to get players that, you know, before this era of of the sport that they really couldn't have gotten, you know, these guys go to the big names and that's it, kind of thing. Yeah so is there is there more talent on some of these rosters that we consider mediocre teams? Um, you know, it's I mean obviously k like j Jefferson's a, a great example, although sure um what's weird about that game is they almost put up a thousand yards of off between the two teams, though I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where was the defense and And so we know like we know Arkansas like defensively they are not good against the pass.
1: no, that was um, one thing I was definitely looking at,
0: yeah, their sec their secondary is not good. um <clears throat> I think. I read somewhere. I think their offensive line is oof, like KJ Jefferson keeps that together kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can have a Johnny and have the worst offensive line in the world and still kind of be okay. Um, And he's, he's dynamic. I mean, he's, he's a dual threat quarterback. And while he hasn't had success against us, I think Ags are very snake bitten about having dual threat quarterbacks. Um, And so then you add a dual threat quarterback into this goofy, stupid game. Yeah. Yeah goofy goober game that we play it that we play in jerry's world every year and it's just like a big circus and nobody knows where you're getting off the carousel no um (laughs) so i think there's a lot of ags that have a lot of apprehension about this game just because you have a dynamic quarterback and we don't like dynamic quarterbacks now yeah we do and we don't i don't know i mean uh the auburn quarterback was their leading rusher coming there coming into this game right
1: yeah he was
0: well, and then they they didn't. I mean, they didn't do anything. You know, no like on offense. I mean, two hundred yards of offense. Nobody's gonna have much anything. And no. with seven sacks, it doesn't matter how much he scrambles.
1: Yeah. Um, well, oh, and KJ's a great quarterback, and no one's gonna argue that. I mean, he's. he's I think he might
0: be the best in the SEC. Yeah,
1: he, he's a phenomenal quarterback, and I think he's gonna go on to have a great career with his build and his speed. I think he's a phenomenal talent. He's um, very pro- very prototypical
0: to go to the NFL. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd say he fits the bill for, you know, kind of a Dak Prescott, that kind of build, that kind mm-hmm. of style. And I think he's going to do well in the league. However, I don't have a lot of confidence in the rest of the guys around him. Uh, at this point, you've played two power five teams of which you lost both games by score. Um, granted, those things probably could have been flipped around the other direction, but at the end Are of the day. Including
0: B- Are you including BYU?
1: Yeah, and including BYU, but you still lost. Yeah, you know, there's not much to gain. It's hard from to your... call them Power Five. Yeah, it's hard to call them Power Five. They just got there, and yeah. now you're looking at Kent State. You know, was it Kent State and Western Carolina? I mean, there's really nothing you can gather from those either. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, well, with at a neutral site, A and M opening up as a seven-point favorite, I'd say 20. fair.
0: Yeah, because if it's neutral, yeah, you know, then it's just, even. Steven is going to get it. yeah. Arkansas losing to BYU. That's I don't care if it's P five. That that just it seems like a bad loss, quite frankly. At um, home, yeah, that's that's a bad loss. And then, um, but you can't get in a dog fight with LSU. So I mean, yeah. they balled out, but you know, was the LSU defense super porous? So, I mean, Arkansas lost, but they threw two picks. You know, yeah. And so they they lost a the turnover battle because um, there they weren't any fumbles in the game, but uh, LSU threw a pick. So, you know, is that one pick enough for you to at least extend the game or something? You know, it's just, and I, you know, the shoulda, woulda, coulda game is the same game as the transitive property game. um, You know? Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's a game everybody plays.
0: Right. But yeah, but everybody plays it. Exactly. Uh, Because, because in all of that, you know,
1: the momentum is a big part of it too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I. So much changes. Like yeah, Look, with with a turnover, with a you know, with uh, just whatever little little outside influences, special team plays. Those are the type of things that completely change the dynamic of a game that nobody that thinks win, about. They win games. Yeah, they do, yeah, win and games. they
0: win games. And sometimes you're not supposed to win. Quite yep. frankly,
1: um, uh, best example. I mean, another great example you could use: A and M, Alabama, uh, back in 21. I mean, we return a kickoff back for a touchdown.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you know, if we go three and out on that drive. That would have been a drive had we not gone for it. All the
0: wind is sucked completely out of Kyle Field, but yeah, you return that kick, and like literally the top is blown off of Kyle
1: Field. Oh, insane energy! I really to this day, I wish I would have been at that. That game, we were playing in Abilene of all places. Okay. And and the best part about that game, like just, you know, cool, quick aside, we're playing this gig over there and we had, I don't know, 15 people in the bar. There was like some major event going on on the other side of town. So we were just playing to hardly anybody in this bar. So it was glorified paid practice. So we're sitting jamming out, playing along. We're going into love me the same, which if you guys aren't familiar with our music, it's a pretty rocking song. It j- jams along pretty good, but I'm just sitting on this, a, note, just going to dad, 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 da. I'm just doing that the whole time. I look over to the side stage. Mind you, we took the stage at the start of the fourth quarter. So this game is not secure at any stage. Like Alabama's right. driving. I'm thinking, Oh my God, they're about to do it again. Alabama's gonna take the lead late. They're gonna this win. Sinking feeling. Yeah, we knew it was coming. Right, I I watched and had no clue about anything going on in the fourth quarter. And then I look over side stage and Cody Dockery, our tour manager at the time, is standing side stage and he grabs our little mic, uh, that's on our board, so we can talk to all of us in our ears. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Rob," I turn over, look at him, and he just starts nodding his head like this, and I said. In the talkback mic, I looked back and I said, bullshit. And he does the little whoop (laughs) hand sign. I was like, oh, we won. And I went back and watched, and apparently a couple of the kids that came out and appreciate them coming to support despite a lack of crowd. They bought us shots, me and Carson, because we're both Aggies, and we partied it up and had a good time. But, yeah, you know those type of plays really do make a big difference in those games. And so that's why I'm Arkansas is going to be weird. There's going to be turnovers. There's going to be stupid stuff. There's going to be ball sitting off the top of the freaking, you know, um, uprights, whatever's going to happen. It's going to be a funny game because it always is.
0: Here's another really good example. And this was from yesterday. I was I finished my open house. I'm driving home. So I just flip on the radio and, you know, here locally, we get the Texans broadcast. Mm -hmm. Um, and the Texans were playing and it was kind of a back and forth game and the, and the and it still was a bit in the balance and especially like if you know the Texans at all, you know that every game is in the balance until they blow the final whistle uh but the Texans just given up touchdown and it looks like they're about to lose momentum and they, and apparently there's some funky kickoff um and, and and a dude that doesn't touch the ball I don't, I don't know the Texans roster that well, but a dude that really doesn't touch the ball and isn't supposed to return kicks. First he drops it, then he picks it up, then he runs it back for a touchdown, and and the, and and at that point you just felt like that game was over, yeah. Like there was nothing that
1: Jacksonville was going to be able to do to come back. And talking about boogeyman teams for yeah, teams, right. you know, like whether, if it's the Cardinals for the Cowboys. It's the Texans for the Jaguars, man. The Jags have lost 10 of the last 11 to the trash Texans. And everybody's been all up on the Jags. Oh, they're going to be the big. They're the better Jags than they were the, last year. Yeah, they're, they're better. They're, they're, they're so good. And yet they still can't beat the Texans. It's just weird. Is that I tell you
0: what? Is that kind of, any any time, you have to keep this in mind for gambling. Next time you see the Cowboys playing the Cardinals and the Texans playing the Jags in the same weekend – Bet all your money and then
1: turn the TV off. Yeah. Just just pay their money, move bet on. Your team. Yeah. You're bet gonna have a better team. life. You're gonna yeah, have a bet, better life.
0: Just bet against your team. So if your team wins, you don't
1: care. Always and if your
0: team loses, at
1: least you get paid. Exactly. Uh so I did want to kind of do a quick look back from this past weekend. Uh just real fast. Nothing we have to go, you know, game by game, of course, but man, there were some pretty crazy results. <laughs> From this yeah so
0: and, and you know going back to what we were saying you know florida state has to go to overtime to beat clemson and i get that it like i get that it was it was on the road maybe i can't remember um, yeah it was on the road yeah but okay but we know that clemson isn't supposed to be very good so what does that result tell us we have we literally have no idea we have no. no idea what that tells us ohio state notre dame really entertaining game if you like big 10 football because low scoring football is how they roll yep um And obviously, you know they punch it in at the last second. Uh, Colorado goes on the road and, like everybody thought, got their doors blown off. Um, Yeah, like what is it like? Was it it first quarter or first half? Oregon, Oregon was up by like a couple scores, and they fake a punt anyways. Yeah, Oregon, Oregon
1: coach was not having it at all. First quarter, I want to say he just went. That's something that Oregon has been known to do in the past. Like, hey balls to the wall we don't care they just are. go for it go win yeah you know yeah and, they, they,
0: they don't care about feelings no uh, uh you know, pac 12 is going to be interesting utah beating ucla um i think utah is good again obviously yeah. um yeah you know, them beat it turns out them beating florida maybe i mean it was an upset maybe
1: you and, know because maybe florida's getting things figured out and uh, one team nobody's talking about at all washington freaking huskies out here they blew the doors off a cow they beat them like 59 to 32 yeah you know you're talking washington's been very good i mean they scored 24 points in the first quarter (laughs) in their game this weekend
0: um you know and 12 looks to be entertaining if nothing else but they're also kind of eating their own in the top 25 with with wazoo beating oregon state Mm. Um, so it's and then I feel like I said this out loud, but I'm fairly certain I said it out loud that Alabama was just going to straight up beat Ole Miss. They weren't going to cover. They were going to win.
1: They did. And honestly, I would love to say that I was shocked.
0: Water is wet. Water is wet. And Nick Saban doesn't respond well to (laughs) – to Lane
1: Kiffin running his mouth no and I think that just goes to show because people have been asking the question you know can Lane get on Miss over the hump with all the players and all the returning staff and everything that you had and all the horses team,
0: and all the Kingsmen
1: you have all of these things going for you and you can't beat Nick Saban you know like the this is the year this was the time to do it and you lost by two touchdowns like Sorry to say, Lane, I just don't think you're going to do it at Ole Miss. That's fine, though. It is what it is. I will never cry about him losing football games because he can go no. suck an egg.
0: No, absolutely. 100%. Fine. I have no problem with that whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. um, only stuff I'm really looking forward to this weekend, uh, Georgia-Auburn, just because it's good old-fashioned hate. Like yeah. I, love, I love that rivalry. It's Great at rivalry. Auburn. Maybe Auburn gives them a game. Georgia, again. And, and they're still number one, but they're not as, you know, maybe they're not as dominant as the Georgia. You all, yeah, okay, sure. But, that, you know, mm. we used to say that about Saban teams, too. And they just kept rattling off championships.
1: 4-0 Kansas travels to 4-0 Texas. That's
0: probably the game to watch this weekend. Um, yeah. Uh, no, no, there's a couple more. That one, that Dame, one's up there. Notre Dame-Duke. Notre
1: Dame-Duke ought to be good.
0: Uh, where is that game? Is it, is it, is it North Carolina, right?
1: Oh, I don't recall. I'm I, my... I, I think it's at Duke. Yeah, my my uh my schedules are all screwy here. I didn't have like the full lineup pulled up. Uh, it's at, at Duke.
0: Yep, it's at Duke. So it's at Duke. And then the other one that I think is gonna be really interesting, and I'm I'm gonna tie this into I'm gonna tie this back to ours here in a second. Sure. But LSU is going to Ole Miss this week. So yeah. LSU coming off uh a, a, a win against Arkansas is headed to what could be a very emotionally let down Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. You know, does LSU walk in there and absolutely just tar and feather Ole Miss, or is Ole Miss able to get back up to it? Is LSU emotionally like beat down from having to hold on against Arkansas at home? Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, that, that's that's two interesting things to see. And then turn around, turn it back to our game. Man, Arkansas had LSU on the ropes. They had the ability to win that game, and they just and they just didn't. They didn't pull it out. And you wonder if that there's some legit emotional letdown because again Arkansas LSU it's the boot like it's not the biggest trophy in the world
1: but it means something to them. Yeah, well, so, you, rivalries will do that. Like anytime you go into like a what would be considered a big rivalry game and you know you don't quite pull it out and you kind of lose it towards the end. And you're and you're right there. You're yeah.
0: right there, and the whole game you're you're standing toe to toe in the middle of the ring like a Rocky movie. You know, you're just yeah. just literally trading punches and you don't get it done it's such a letdown, nope. you know, them heading into this game, which is, look, it's just not a rivalry. I don't care what anybody says. I think, I mean, they're sick of losing to us like what one out of the last 11, they've won something like that. One of the yep. last 12.
1: Yep. 10 of the um, last
0: 11 went to A&M. So, so there's some emotion involved in this game for them, but you know, where is that team going to be mentally coming off of really a slug fest against LSU and, and, and honestly, just a letdown because they, they should the Maybe not should have, but they certainly could have won that game late.
1: Yeah, uh, I think that's definitely going to be a playing factor. You do have to wonder how quickly they get over this LSU loss and how they move into this week. Um, you'd that's like a lot of think- emotion on top of emotion. Yeah, and you would like to think, as you know, a fan of wanting competitive football, um, you'd like to think that Arkansas would bury that, say, all right, it, it sucks, it's over, we're moving on to A&M. and ms going to be a tough opponent, let's go for it. But of course, as a as a fan of my Aggies, I would much rather just see <clears throat> Arkansas come out super flat, and we just go out there yeah. and beat beat them like a drum.
0: Well, and and I think that you know, obviously, you want them to come out flat, and you want to get off to a hot start because, literally, in any sport, that's good. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's kind of a that that statement doesn't you know necessarily need to be said said out loud. No. But we need to get out to a solid start. I'm not even worried about getting to a fast start. I want like on the first two to three drives, I want points, and out of those, out of those two, like let's say the first three drives, mm-hmm. one of those better be touchdowns. Yep, at least one, if not two. Yep. Um, you know, I'd like to be either you know, thirteen, you know, at thirteen or seventeen um, after three drives, and and I would love for them to come out a little bit flat, so we can, so we're able to like on top of scoring kind of take the wind out of their sails um, because we've seen that the defense will continue. Like finally we we saw the adjustments, right? That's what we've been complaining about is not enough adjustments. Yep. So finally we were able to, um, you know, to, to get it figured out. Maybe it's a nice way to put it, yep. um, especially even as the game progressed. So what I want to see is, you know, if we can get, if, if we can basically I don't care how much they run up and down the field if you can keep them from scoring like on the first two maybe three drives and we're able to put up even if it's just 13 points on you know on three scores yeah I think you love where you're at knowing what we saw last week because yeah. six three that's coming out flat that's us having it that's us having issues but defensively that's not us coming out flat you know, yeah. that's that's a fantastic defensive half I don't care if it's Auburn or not so if you're able just to get that early pressure on KJ Jefferson you know whatever you're going to do to contain the kid if you know if you're going to spy him all game long i I don't know if you can sacrifice a spy on top of pressure because again our defensive backs they're been kind of hit or miss um and sometimes they miss when they hit Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but so i don't know how you know i don't know how you're going to deal with you know you've got some linebackers that are coming off playing a really good game maybe you're just able to to contain him that way because if you can drive, you know if you can drive a dynamic quarterback back into that defensive line talent that we have, you got to like your chances, right? I agree. You know, the, the Biggest thing is just making sure he doesn't slip out wide. You've got to be able to put some sort of pressure on him because since he is able to shift and move the pocket and escape the pocket, mm-hmm. you're asking a lot of your secondary cover guys starting for six, seven, eight, nine seconds. Like nobody does that. You can't even do that in the NFL. Yeah. So
1: yeah. yeah, KJ is definitely going to be our uh, X factor uh, coming into this week that we have to keep an eye on. But um, obviously for us um, and A&M, it's going to be the Max Johnson show uh, this week uh, because it's a high ankle sprain from Connor. Uh, People were saying a couple of weeks minimum. So we were not going to see him for this week and probably not for Alabama either.
0: Yeah, I think Tennessee is maybe the earliest you get to see him. Um, And even even then. Well, I mean, and depending on on how Max is playing, if you feel if you feel super confident the way with the level Max is playing at, then you just let him just let it ride because then you have the bye week and you you don't have to worry about anything until uh uh it South Carolina come out of the bye.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. that's
0: right. So, okay, like, so then you you're talking about uh let's see one two three. I mean, that's four weeks of recovery, and high ankle sprains are generally four to six weeks.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So, you, yeah, I mean, you hope, uh, you hope, and to an extent, I think you expect Max Johnson to continue this level of play. I mean, you've seen yep. it. This, kid's, this kid has started and won a lot of games in the SEC. Yeah, you know, this
1: is he, he would, people have argued, and I tend to do agree, he might be the most capable backup in the entire conference, if not college football. No,
0: absolutely in the conference. I'm like, I would be willing to start, like, I I'd put that statement out and say, we, we might have the best one, two quarterback punch in the nation. Yeah. Like legitimately. Yeah. Um we do have Wegman, two
1: very talented quarterbacks.
0: Yeah. Wegman's shown what he can do. And Max Johnson not only has shown, it, but he's he's a proven, he's he's a proven commodity. Mm. And, and I think that's where a lot of people um kind of lose their brains about, yeah, well, we got the best quarterback room in the nation. Two of those guys has never taken a snap in college. So no, you don't.
1: Like,
0: <laughs> like the, a lot of that has to do with experience. And and not only has he played in games and taking meaningful snaps, but he's won games. Yeah. So, you know, having a guy that started 12 times for bowling green and went, you know, three and nine, I mean, those aren't necessarily meaningful snaps, you know, snaps no. kind of thing. You know, having a dude that literally started in the SEC now for two separate teams mm. and has a pretty decent track record, is talented, can drive the ball downfield and can run enough. He's mobile enough. Yeah. And and that's all I ask for. I look. I don't need another Johnny. I
1: need a, I just need a guy that when he knows he needs
0: to move, he needs to move.
1: No. We need like an old school, yeah, you know, as, as they say, like an old school Alabama quarterback. You didn't know what their name was. You didn't really care. But he went out there and he did the damn thing. And he won football games, and that's all yeah, that matters. That's about right. <laughs> yeah. but I, and, and then they ended up with a random side commentary
0: job with the ESPN or the SEC network. That's just right. kind of where they all end up.
1: That's <clears throat> Um uh love that guy, right. by the way. <laughs> He's cool. but
0: seriously like he didn't go out and win games single-handedly. No, he. Like had... that, that wasn't his role and they didn't need him to be in that role.
1: Yeah, no, he had himself a cast of characters that definitely helped him walk down the road. And we appreciate that. It made it right. for, it was fun to watch.
0: Yeah. But you want to talk about a cast of characters. Let's talk about our offense. Yeah. So, so max is now surrounded by some elite talent at wide receiver, some up and coming elite talent running back. I think all of those guys have a chance to be absolute elite running backs. Mm. Um, Need the offensive line to get together a little bit. You know, the tight ends are starting to come around and be a more important part of the offense, not just catching the ball, but also in blocking. Oh yeah. Um, I think running back chipping and blocking still needs some improvement, but that's okay. Again, that's something that you can improve over a season. You can't improve that game to game. Cause mm-hmm. you just keep hammering them in film room. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm i excited for the Arkansas game. I, I think we win and I think we win pretty big. I, I think it's it, well, not like a blowout by any means. Cause there's no such thing as a blowout in this game. But no. I, I think when there's a, with about six or seven minutes left to go in the game, I think we feel pretty confident that we have got it wrapped up.
1: Um, so I could see us winning by, you
0: know, fourteen points.
1: Yeah, I, I think if we win this game by a couple of scores, I will feel very confident going into next into that next week.
0: Oh yeah, and you know that's that's on down the road, and we'll we'll see what uh see what Alabama does this week. Who are they playing? Uh, they're oh they're they're at
1: Cowbell. At Cowbell, which is, uh, you know, they're 14-and-a-half point favorites. And Cowbell has not exactly had a long-running track of doing well against them.
0: Well, okay, who does have a really good long-running, like, history of beating Alabama in the last 15 years? Auburn. That's about it. And and Georgia, just because they did it just enough. Um, Right. But the fact
1: fact is, it's, you know, they are going to go to Starkville, which – I'm going to get into Starkville here in a minute, but uh, I will say uh, we did have ourselves. Uh, that's going to be a fun game. I think I know a lot of people are pretty hyped for that in town, but we all know it's probably going to happen there. It's probably going to be a Alabama running away with it. Although, you know, anything's possible. Maybe uh, weirder things some Weirder things have happened. You know, yeah. maybe
0: they get super up for the game and maybe pull like an Arkansas with LSU to where they're at least in it right near the end
1: hmm Yep. I agree.
0: All right. Tell um, your Starkville story, then we gotta get moving.
1: Yeah, it sounds good. Uh so yeah, Starkville was fun. Uh we went out and played at Rick's Cafe over there. Good times. Uh good people. Um, a lot of kids were out of town because they were uh, you know, typical kind of similar to AM first road game. Kids like to go home, you know, go visit the family, do that Do kind their of laundry that they haven't done yet since school. Exa- started. Exactly. So they went out and did that, and it was all great and good. But um, yeah, no, sorry. It was a blast. We had ourselves a really good time. The crowd was, you know, definitely getting into our music as time went on. Owner said he'll happily have us back. Um, always a plus. Always a plus, which is you know, never a bad deal. But then we hit the road. We're driving all the way back uh, to Decatur, Texas. We left at two o'clock in the morning to go play at a wedding reception north of Decatur. And we have a blowout on our tire. Just on uh the Dallas side of Tyler, uh heading in towards Van Texas. Uh end up maybe like three miles from Loves. We kinda limped to let Loves get the tire changed out. <laughs> um, the whole deal. It was just oh, there were so many little things. And it's it was a lot of driving. We were very tired. Um, we finished up this little wedding reception. Like there's dogs walk around. It's on it's at some dude's barn, you know. Just hanging out, we had to bring our own PA system to play this thing. I was so worried because there were older folks in the crowd that were like, Oh, these kids! No, they were they were fine, they they partied with us, which was cool. But uh, yeah, we we rolled on back that night, uh, take a big pull right at midnight for my birthday, and then we just got on back down into town. Um, yeah, it was just a lot of driving. We're just, it's, it's just a lot. Every, every weekend it just keeps it's getting exhausting, exhausting, but you know, this is what we signed up for. That um, is the job. That's the job. So we, we don't complain about it. We just drink through it I, and move on from it.
0: I will say my Sundays have turned in like full blown turn to my recovery days So basically I, mm-hmm. I do my open, I do my open house. Cause I pretty much do one every weekend. Um, yeah. Um, so I do my open house. I get home and then the rest of my day is literally spent napping eating and hydrating. That's it. I generally drink like anywhere from two to four gallons of water in a Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon, trying to undo what I did to myself on college football Saturday. Oh yeah. I got to refuel and I got to eat a little bit better because you know, when it's college football Saturday, I'm not concerned about my diet <laughs> uh, and rest. But yeah. I, I, man, I I did not, uh, I was not able to fully go through with my plan last night and and, and I didn't sleep well. So I woke up this morning. It's one of those days where you wake up and the first thing you think about is if you're going to be able to take a nap.
1: Just one of those days.
0: Yeah. I woke up. I was like, man, I could go for a nap. And I've been out of bed for maybe seven minutes.
1: Yeah, definitely have hit that stage in my life where, you know, I look forward to the opportunity of like, oh, I can like close my eyes and nap for a little bit. That's awesome. Let's do it. So I have put into my,
0: I think I might've mentioned this. I have put into my, uh, my daily schedule and I shoot do it Monday through Friday. Cause on the weekends, you know, I just can't always control things right. Monday through Friday from three 30 to 4. PM is my quiet time. I put my, my device down and I have it in my Google calendar. So like, I can't get alerts. Like I won't be bugged. Mm-hmm. I put my phone down, make sure my laptop's off. The TV's off. There's literally no noise. And I just lay down on the couch. And if I can't sleep, I just lay there with my eyes closed. Like just relaxes me. And it's probably been one of the better things I've done in a long time for like my, and what's funny for my physical health too, because if I squeeze in a nap, it's like a 15, 20 minute power nap, which I'm still a firm believer though. That's a real thing.
1: Oh, I love power nap.
0: You know, just, just enough rest to kind of spark through the rest of my day because Mm -hmm. I generally, you know, I don't shut down work at five. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's been really good for me. And and if for some reason I can't keep my eyes closed, I'll read. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. and I'll read something that's not work related. Like literally, I'm just trying to separate from the planet for about thirty minutes every day. Fair. And it's done. It's done wonders.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So what all you got going on this week? Anything fun?
0: <sighs> just blowing and going like regular man. Um, just appointments with clients, running around town, um, praying to God we get some rain this afternoon. We got be nothing nice. after everything that was forecast for last night. We ended up getting nothing at my house.
1: Yeah. Um, I, mean, I had a couple of sprinkles, but you know, and some rumblies. We had some thunder, but that was about it.
0: Uh well, yeah. No, we definitely got some lightning and thunder. Um, so it's you know, a little bit of madness, but um now just kind of the same for me this week. Just just getting after work. Um, you know, I've got my Monday market update that I'm doing later today. Um, and then, you know, my my Ribs Ram uh Ribs real estate and ramblings will be coming out on on friday again last friday we dropped memo salinas former uh you mm-hmm. the first hispanic head yell leader day and um and he's just such a fantastic kid with a great head on his shoulders so if you get a chance to check that out go over to uh the youtube channel mm-hmm. it's uh, uh at, at triple r um or you can just go to our my instagram and i've got the link in my bio so mm-hmm. um but yeah, or Facebook, I post on there too, on my yep. personal page. So go check it out when you get a chance. Share it, like, comment, subscribe, all yep. that fun stuff.
1: We are, re- we are retweeting uh, it as well on mm. Red Ass Podcast. So be sure to check that out on there. Also, Red Ass Podcast new update: we have an Instagram now, so we're gonna get we that roll in here. Uh, we're gonna be posting reels, just maybe a little clip here and there with links to come check out the page. Um, if you guys uh, have any content that you would like to see us cover feel free to dm us on there uh but once again on there it's just at red ass podcast uh easy to find right go go look it up we are happy to interact give us a follow we'll be happy to uh give you a follow back right now You can just so hit us, hit us hit up personally yeah hit us up personally be sure to hit uh, roy may 15 on twitter roy may jr on instagram or you can hit uh, rob the Slapper on twitter and uh instagram as well so um good week coming up for our direction gonna head up to the titus county fair in mount pleasant on friday yeah always enjoy good fair and rodeo those are our type of crowds i'll be like those folks and then we're heading to stephenville the next day to go play at twisted J Live, which is nice. always a party and good folks up there in stephenville so looking forward to throwing it down with the cowboys out there and so Ooh. it should be, should be a good time But Yep. Um, then we're going to Colorado next week. So, whoo. That's, that's a bit of a haul. I have a feeling uh, we may or may not be back. I don't, at some point that Sunday, we'll figure out the scheduling for this podcast when we get to it. But yeah. you going to stop through uh, New Mexico? Uh, I, I guarantee you what we're going to do is we're going to like pull into Raton, fill up at that little gas station, and head towards Clayton and get back the hell into Texas. <laughs> It's about that normal. Sense. That makes sense. <laughs> for that New Mexico stretch. Uh that we don't sense. yeah, we, we don't really play around too much while we're there. But uh we we may or may not in the near future. We'll see. But yeah, be sure to follow us on all those socials. If you need those again, rewind. Go give it a listen. I'm not gonna say it again. Uh <laughs> we thank y'all for listening in on this Red Ass podcast. It's been wonderful. We're happy. Pray for rain. We need it. Gig'em, beat the hell out of Arkansas, eat the hell out of bacon. Let's have ourselves
0: a week. Bacon and eggs.
1: (laughs) Gig'em.